Hello, and welcome to Musings on History. Episode 9.2, The Great Water Systems of Africa. back to Musings on History. My name's Dana, and this is the second episode of the Ancient Africa series. This episode is about the major freshwater systems of the African continent and why they're so integral to the development of ancient African civilizations. Now, we all know that Africa is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean to the west, Indian Ocean to the south and east, and the Mediterranean and Red Seas to the north and east, respectively, but those are saltwater systems. And since humans can't drink saltwater, those are not as important for what I'm talking about today, which is African civilizational development. Chapter one, the four major river systems of Africa. Of the world's longest river systems, the continent of Africa is home to 21 of the 189 longest rivers. This list includes all rivers over 1,000 kilometers or 620 uh, miles in length. This means that Africa is home to 21 rivers that are at least 621 miles long, which doesn't even take into consideration all the rivers shorter than 620 miles long. That is a lot of fucking fresh water, which means that Africa is incredibly well suited to host vast amounts of biodiversity and large human populations. Of these 21 longest rivers, I've grouped the four largest into river systems. And these are the Nile River System, the Congo River System, the Niger River System, and the Zambezi River System. These are the four longest rivers in Africa, and then the Orange River is the fifth longest. The Nile River is the longest river in Africa and the second longest in the world behind the Amazon River in South America. The Nile is notable not only for its length, but also because it flows north instead of south. In terms of annual flow in cubic meters of water, the Nile is actually one of the world's smallest, but its drainage basin called the Nile River Valley system flows into 11 countries, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Tanzania, Burundi, Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, Ethiopia, Eritrea, South Sudan, Republic of Sudan, and Egypt. The Nile is presently and historically the primary water source for Egypt, Sudan, and South Sudan. Rivers may begin from a variety of sources, including hills, mountains, lakes, snowmelt, and heavy rainfall. The Nile begins at Lake Tana in Ethiopia and begins its northward flow into Sudan. The Nile has two major tributaries, the White Nile and the Blue Nile. A tributary is a freshwater stream that feeds into a larger stream or river. The larger river is called the mainstream, and the point where a tributary meets the mainstream is called the confluence. Tributaries, also called affluents, don't flow directly into the ocean. The Nile is, of course, the mainstream that the Blue and White Nile flow into, and the Nile flows then into the Mediterranean. A river and all its tributaries make up a river system, and the Nile River system consists of the Nile, the White Nile, which is considered traditionally to be the headwater stream or the Nile source, and the Blue Nile, which is the source of most of the Nile downstream, which contains actually 80% of the water and silt 
Then you have the Atbara River, which is also called the Red or Black Nile, which originates in Ethiopia, north of Lake Tana, and dries rapidly since it's only fed by rainfall. And you have the Baal, El Ghazal, and Sobat rivers, which are the two most important tributaries of the White Nile in terms of discharge. And they begin in the Sud wetlands of South Sudan and the confluence of the Baro and Pibor rivers in Ethiopia, respectively. There also used to be a Yellow Nile, which was a tributary that connected the Awadi, you guys are going to have to forgive me for the way I pronounce this stuff, highlands of eastern Chad to the Nile River Valley from around 8,000 to 1,000 BCE. Its remains are known as the Wadi Hovar. A wadi is a valley containing riverbeds that only contains water after heavy rainfall. And the Yellow Nile ceased to be a tributary of the, of the Nile River and thus part of the Nile River system when desertification changed the course of the Nile and disconnected the two river streams so that the Yellow Nile no longer fed into the Nile River. The second longest river in Africa is the Congo River, which is also the second largest river in the world by discharge volume, following only the Amazon. It's also the world's deepest river, with measured depths around 720 feet. The Congo-Luaba-Chembeshi River system has an overall length of 2,900 miles, making it the ninth longest river in the world. The Congo River is the only major river to cross the equator twice, and the Congo River Basin has a total area of about 1.5 million square miles, which is 13% of the entire African landmass and an area slightly larger than the subcontinent of India. Because the Congo River uh, drainage basin includes tributaries located both north and south of the equator, it has a very stable and voluminous flow because there's always at least one part of the river system experiencing a rainy season. The Congo River sources are the Chambeshi River of northeastern Zambia, which is the most remote, remote head stream of the Congo, Lake Tanganyika, and Lake Mweru, which feed the Luaba River, which then becomes the Congo below Boyoma Falls, as well as snowmelt and rainfall from the highlands and mountains of the East African Rift. The Congo flows towards the northwest from Kisangani, just below the Boyoma Falls, then bends southwestward, joining with the Bangi River and running into Pumalebo. Kinshasa, the capital of DRC, and Brazzaville, capital of the Republic of the Congo, are on opposite sides of the Congo River at this pool, where the river narrows and falls through a number of cataracts, collectively known as Livingston Falls, and into the Atlantic Ocean at Moanda. The Congo River system consists of seven left tributaries, and 17 right tributaries, and these are divided into the upper, middle, and lower Congo River valleys. The lower Congo goes from the river mouth at Mwanda to Kinshasa, the middle Congo goes from Kinshasa to the Boyoma Falls, and the upper Congo goes from Boyoma Falls to the Luaba River. The third largest river system is the Niger River system. The Niger River is the largest river in West Africa, extending about 2,600 miles long, and its drainage basin is about 817,000 square miles. The source of the Niger River is in the Guinea Highlands, and it runs through the countries of Mali, Niger. I don't know why I say Niger when I talk about the country, and then I say Niger otherwise, but roll with it. It forms Niger's southern border with Benin, and then flows through Nigeria where it discharges through the Niger Delta into the Gulf of Guinea and the Atlantic Ocean. 
The Niger River is a relatively clear river, having only about a tenth of the sediment of the Nile because the Niger's headwaters lie in ancient rock deposits that provide very little silt. The Niger floods yearly, beginning in September, then it peaks around November and finishes out in early May. An unusual feature of the Niger River is the inner Niger Delta, which forms where its gradient or slope suddenly decreases. The result of this is that the inner Niger Delta is a region of braided streams, which are rivers or streams with small islands in the middle of them. There's lots of marshes and there are very large lakes. With the seasonal flooding, the Niger Delta is an extremely fertile area for agriculture and fishing. The Niger River system only has one main tributary, the Binyu River. Like the Yellow Nile, the Niger River has been affected by desertification. The route of the Niger River follows a boomerang shape with its source, Timbakunda, only being about 150 miles inland from the Atlantic Ocean. However, instead of just flowing directly towards the sea, the Niger River flows away from the sea into the Sahara Desert, then sharply turns right uh, north of Timbuktu in Mali, then flows southeast to empty out into the Gulf of Guinea. This odd course apparently came about because the Niger River is actually two ancient rivers joined together. So the upper Niger used to have its source somewhere west of Timbuktu and once emptied out into a now dry lake. And the lower Niger started a little bit south of Timbuktu and flowed south into the Gulf of Guinea. Upstream soil erosion from the lower Niger resulted in the upper Niger eventually capturing the stream of the lower Niger thus joining the two rivers together. The fourth largest river system in Africa is the Zambezi River System. The Zambezi River is the longest east-flowing river in Africa and the largest that flows into the Indian Ocean from Africa. Its drainage basin covers about 540,000 square miles, which is slightly less than half of the Nile drainage basin. The source of the Zambezi is in the wetlands of Zambia. Then it flows through eastern Angola along the northeastern border with Namibia and its northern border of Botswana, then along the border between Zambia and Zimbabwe into Mozambique, where it crosses Mozambique to empty into the Indian Ocean. The Zambezi, like the Congo, is divided into upper, middle, and lower systems and also has left and right tributaries. The Zambezi has eight left and five right tributaries. The Zambezi Delta used to be much broader before the construction of the Kariba and Kahorabasa dams, which controlled the seasonal flow variations of the Zambezi. Before those, the construction of these dams, the seasonal flooding of the Zambezi brought nutrient-rich fresh water to the coastal wetlands, but now the medium-level floods that the ecology of the lower Zambezi had adapted to happen less often, resulting in disruption of fish, bird, and other wildlife feeding and breeding patterns, and less grassland after the flooding for grazing wildlife and cattle. And that has led to traditional farming and fishing practices being disrupted. Chapter two, the major lake systems of Africa. There are four major lake systems in Africa, the White Nile Lakes, the Congo River Lakes, the Zambezi River Lake, just that one. And then there are two unique closed basin lakes, Lake Turkana and Lake Rukwa. The White Nile Lakes are Lake Victoria, which is Africa's largest lake by area, and the world's second largest freshwater lake by surface area after Lake Superior. Lake Albert, originally known as uh, Lake Wittenzee, okay, yeah, and (laughs) Africa's seventh largest lake, and Lake Edward, 
originally called Lake Weru, which is rare, rare, where, mm, okay, which is located on the border of the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Uganda. I call these lakes White Nile lakes because they drain into the Nile River and its tributaries, principally the White Nile. The Congo River lakes drain into the Congo River and its tributaries, and they are Lake Tanganyika, which is the second oldest freshwater lake in the world, the second largest by volume, and the second deepest coming in second in all these instances to Lake Baikal in Siberia. Lake Kivu, which lies on the border between DRC and Rwanda, and it empties into the Ruzizi River, which then flows southward into Lake Tanganyika, which then empties into the Congo River. So Lake Kivu is kind of a Congo River lake by association. And then Lake Mweru, which is located on the border between Zambia and DRC, and it makes up about 68 miles of the total length of the Congo River because it lies between its upstream and downstream segments. Mweru means lake in most of the Bantu languages of the region, so it's often referred to just as Mweru. Closed lacing bakes, or endohaic basins, are drainage basins that normally retain water and do not flow into rivers or oceans, but instead drain into lakes or swamps, be they permanent or seasonal, that equilibrate through evaporation. The two major closed basin lakes in Africa are Lake Turkana, which is the world's largest permanent desert lake and the world's largest alkaline lake. Lake Turkana has historically been used for drinking water, but it has high levels of salinity, like almost to the point where you can't consider it a freshwater lake, and high levels of fluoride, like more than fluoridated water. So communities that live close to this lake are increasingly relying on underground wells for water instead. The Omo, Turkwell, and Kario rivers flow into Lake Turkana, which is located in the Kenyan Rift Valley in northern Kenya, with some of the lake crossing the border into Ethiopia. Lake Rukwa is located in southwestern Tanzania, and it is the third largest inland body of water in Tanzania. Lake Rukwa lies midway between Lake Tanganyika and Lake Malawi, and there is an accumulation of zinc, mercury, copper, lead, chromium, and nickel found in the sediment of the lake, as well as an estimated 54.2 billion standard cubic feet by volume of helium gas, worth about 3.5 billion, and that was discovered in 2016. Now, fun fact, helium is the second most abundant element in the known universe after hydrogen, but on Earth, it is the only non-renewable element, and of course, Earth's running out of it. With the bulk of helium production now occurring in just three countries, the U.S., Qatar, and Algeria. Now, we all know about the geopolitical struggles and the wars and the coups and all that stuff that have stemmed from humans scramble for oil. But just as important, if not more so than oil, are fresh water, heavy metals, and natural gases, all of which Africa has in abundance. Now, if history is to be our guide, Africa, you in danger, girl. Now, I don't have the solutions, but I do know that it's important to keep your head on a swivel and stay flexible. So I keep my passport up to date and I do my daily Duolingo because your girl is going to be wherever the freshwater is. Chapter three, why civilizations develop near freshwater systems. Of all the major lake and river systems of Africa, have all of them have hosted large African civilizations and currently the bulk of the continent's population lives near and relies on at least one of them. Why is this? Well, because a key component of all life on Earth is water, specifically fresh water. 
A river valley civilization is an agricultural settlement or civilization that's situated beside and draws sustenance from a river or river system. Civilizations are societies with large permanent settlements that feature urban development, social stratification, specialization of labor, centralized organization, and written or other formal means of communication. Rivers give the inhabitants of these civilizations a reliable source of drinking water, agriculture, fishing, and hunting, since all animals need fresh water to survive, not just humans. And an additional benefit of developing your civilization along a river system or by a large freshwater lake is that the water system can be used for transportation and hydroelectric power. Of the world's first, one of the world's first great civilizations was the Indus River Valley civilization. It was situated along the basins of the Indus River in present-day eastern Pakistan and northwest India. Major settlements in this civilization included Harappa and Mohenjo-daro, both of which were gradually abandoned around the 3rd century BCE when the Indus River changed its course and the inhabitants moved east following the freshwater. This event is thought to have been a major cause of the Indo-European migrations as well, further demonstrating just how important freshwater is. In Africa, the civilizations that have developed alongside major river systems or lakes include ancient Egypt, the Nubian kingdoms, and the Blemies kingdom, all of which developed in the Nile River Valley system. The Nox civilization, Genegeno, and the Ghana Empire all developed along the Niger River Valley system. The Sao civilization, the Kanem-Borno kingdom, and the Congo kingdom all developed along the Congo River Valley system. And Greek Zimbabwe, the Moravi kingdom, and the kingdom of Mapungubwe all developed along the Zambezi River Valley system. Next episode, I'll be discussing the climates of ancient Africa, how they changed over time, and how these various climate zones supported the development of agriculture in Africa. Join me next time for more Musings on History.